0: Zone Three Podcast, uh, Reggie, yes. Robert, special guest. <laughs> uh, our next guest needs no introduction. I've always wanted to say that uh, we've got. <laughs> we're lucky enough to be joined by Kristen Harrington. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Absolutely. Good. Sure. Uh, and Bill uh, Faulkner. So, oh, it's actually it's Bill. A bi- <laughs> <laughs> Bill. I've been called a lot of other things. So
1: Kristen, you did
0: perfect. <laughs> well, there perfect. is also uh, a southern uh, slang we've got going on, or not slang, but um. It's a, it's a bit accent. of an accent. Yeah, but that's
1: all right. Yeah. You'll find that his is worse than mine. <laughs> I at least live in the city of Atlanta. Now he's from Chattanooga and he doesn't know crap from Crisco. <laughs> Sometimes
2: that's right.
0: <laughs> well, obviously, we're joined by these two. We're very, very lucky to be. Um, we're, t- we're talking about the subject of ACR 2020 changes and updates. So um, we got I Bill just... Faulkner and Kristen Harrington. <laughs> uh, if you would just kind of introduce yourselves, we'll start with ladies first. Kristen.
1: Hades first. <laughs> um, well, I'm Kristen Harrington, and I am from Atlanta, Georgia, pretty much a native of Atlanta, Georgia. And um, it's, uh, I started an MR in 1995 at Emory University. That's where I went to school as well. And I worked for corporate for 12 years. And I met Bill during that journey because I was speaking for Phillips doing courses when I was in my 20s. How old are you? Okay, never no, no. mind. And then <laughs> right. um, I left to go on faculty at a university, and uh, then we just met up, and then we just—I guess—we've been business partners ten over ten years mm-hmm. now, yeah, and nice. going strong. So that's me.
0: Wow, I love the dynamic between you two. Do you have any kids?
1: Um, I have a lot. And it's, it's like, too
0: it's, many it's,
1: yeah that's why i traveled yeah. didn't you catch that it's
0: all starting to make sense yeah it's all coming together it's that's very, why you're so eager to join us yeah. it's
1: like, when can we come uh,
2: well thank you again and so bill where are you from um, i am from chattanooga tennessee born and raised in chattanooga tennessee nice and i've uh, been doing mr since 19 late 1985 and uh, we talked uh you know, with first MRI in Chattanooga, and so first MRI tech in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, uh, nice. And so. You uh, put that on your
3: resume? No,
2: no. You're just so, put Bill Fox just, I, just, I just put older, I just put older <laughs> than dirt, but it's a good kind of dirt. Okay? It's not that cheap stuff. And uh, so, anyway, I've been doing MR since 85, 86, been doing education in MR since, you know, late 1980s, early 90s. And I've uh, been self-employed, meaning not had a real job, for uh, a little over 20 years. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, I think right now, I'm, by this point, I'm psychologically unemployable. <laughs> so, uh, I'll and second that. <laughs> very, very little frontal lobe left anymore. Um, and so we, we just enjoy what we do. And we really appreciate you guys asking us. Yeah, we were so, thrilled so, when
1: we were asked to do this. Yeah. And so I just, I subscribed immediately. The last one that I watched, I was super impressed with it. And oh, I think nice. it was you that I was on. Um, we were on the uh, social media and you're like, oh, I was oh, I I remember that. Yeah. subscribed. You're yeah. like, oh, I'll, I'll be there next week. So. And <laughs> <That laughs> I, I did subscribe. Dots, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh,
0: that's great. Well, we've been lucky enough to do a few podcasts, and thank you for watching. Appreciate it. We're going to be doing an uh, episode today on ACR. Um, We're going to kind of let you lead the conversation for the most part. You guys are the experts. We're just lucky enough to be joined by you, so. We're just kind of the flies on the wall, so if you would, just kind of take the conversation wherever you want. Yeah. I'll,
1: I'll start it off, and then you guys can tell me yeah. your experiences with this as well. I like that. You know, there were several incidents that happened that people don't remember. Um, you know, I think it was in 1986, They had the gentleman was blinded. And then in 1993, the aneurysm clip in the female, that she, you know, she didn't even get scanned, because it was Ferris. Right. Well, then in 2001, Michael Colomini, the six-year-old, passed away due to the missile effect with the O2 tank so that's when we started paying attention to safety that's that's when it happened and so now in 2002 we get this first ACR guidance document on MRSA practices then in 2007 um, it, it updated then in January of 2013 it updated again and in 2019 there was a slight addendum well, wow! These were just guidelines. So, just guidelines that you followed. Yeah, and
2: they weren't real detailed, right? There was only about seven or eight pages.
3: Right. Uh,
1: and then, yeah, they—you know—it was open for so much interpretation. I'll say that. And then, bam.
3: Yeah, twenty
2: twenty. April,
1: <laughs> April twenty twenty. And it was kind
2: of a surprise, you know. Right. right? Like, yeah. It's you know we heard it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and. <laughs> It's here, right? <laughs> and so we've got a slide that uh, shows you, you, you the cover, you know, so people can see what it looks like. Um, it's freely downloadable for the ACR's website. The easiest way to find it is just Google ACR manual on MR safety, and it'll open right up on their website. Um, and so we encourage everybody to take a look at it. It's now, what would you say, about 50 something pages?
1: It is. It is fifty. I'm going to look at 55. it here in a minute.
2: But it's and the other thing that's nice about it,
1: fifty six. You were
3: really six. close. <laughs> Damn, should have rounded up. He was wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I always I'm a kind of pessimist around. Now. Anyway, so the as um, you look through the document, what I notice that's different. Uh, maybe it was with the white paper that, or the previous documents. I don't know. I never noticed it before but they when they make statements right. and we'll talk about some of the stuff that's new and particularly when they make statements they list a reference and mm-hmm. so it's got like two or three pages yes. of these references right and then so if you see something and you want to know well on what do they base it then you can go look at that reference and for for the people listening that that have never done this before, I mean, if you work in a medical center that's got a medical library, then yeah, you can go pull the journal. But uh, there's a website called PubMed, one word, P-U-B-M-E-D, med.gov. Now it used to be .com, but it's .gov. Now it's NIH uh, organization, and it it catalogs all uh, medical uh, literature, Okay, so from all specialties. You know. And
1: it's very high-quality information, in right. my opinion, historically. Right.
2: So you can just go in and you can – so you can get the title, you know, get the title of the paper. So you open up PubMed, paste that title in, and you'll at least get the abstract uh, of the article. Nice. Okay, okay. Uh, 99% you'll get – times to get the abstract. Sometimes if it's an editorial, they won't show you anything. They'll just direct you to the journal. Right. Well, then if you don't have – subscription to the journal which sometimes you can't see it but sometimes some of the articles that they give you uh th- on the journal are free to download so there's there's a lot of stuff out there but at any rate um they've got the references and so that's really neat to do is to go look at the references and see where see they where get they get the
3: information where from, they got yeah. the
2: information from right now the other thing that is i think uh, kind of a top level difference about This paper or this manual. Prior to the manual, the only term they used or the the only thing they addressed in terms of an MR safety organization was the MR medical director, right? They always referred to the MR medical director. And every time they mentioned a radiologist, every time, if you look back at any of those guidelines, every time they mentioned a radiologist, they used the phrase level two personnel MR. Radiologists, right? They they say that every every time, but they never really. That's just that's the only positions that they mentioned, Mm -hmm. right? Now they're using the terms MR, of course, MR medical director, MRMD, but also MR safety officer and MR safety expert. And where they got that from? if you look at their references, is this consensus article that I actually was fortunate enough to participate a little bit in with the SMRT of uh, ISMRM, SMRT, uh, all these other acronyms of of groups in in the UK and Australia and New Zealand, Mm -hmm. all this fun. The paper is something titled Responsibilities of MR Safety Management. And this paper defined – the terms in our medical director, in our safety officer, in our safety expert and gives their job functions responsibilities. The ACR has basically incorporated that. Uh-huh. So now the ACR spells out
3: the exact responsibilities,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well and it, and it references that. And, that and paper. I think
1: that's important to, ha- to have that in there and the interp- you don't have to interpret it as it's much. More defined. It's it's much more defined and it's pretty much clearly laid out and I think it's important to recognize these positions because they're absolutely critical at this time with MR safety and you think about the number of incidents that have actually occurred and only a small percentage are actually reported to that FDA mod database and I know that everyone that's going to listen to this is going to be like oh I know at my site we've had an incident and it was not reported we've had this happen So very very small percentage, but if you look, there's a huge there's a spike coming on as far as MR safety incidents. So,
3: well, I got a question. Well, with the uh, is this more considered guidelines still, or is this like a recommendation? Well,
2: okay, that's okay. That's a good question. Let me.
3: Am I jumping ahead? I'm jumping ahead on you. No, 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 no. (laughs) Let me
2: just let me um, read you what it says about it. Okay, for sure. Now, this is in the preface of the manual, okay, mm-hmm. and in the preface of the manual it says, initially published in 2002, the ACRMR Safe Practice Guidelines established de facto industry standards for safe and responsible practices in clinical and research environments. Because mm. okay, so people can say all the time, all they want to, that these are recommendations. Right. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, and I can tell you experience having served as expert witness in <laughs> some legal cases, okay, I don't do a lot, but it's interesting as I'll get out. But the first thing plaintiffs, if it's an injury, like say due to a burn or something like that, the first thing the plaintiff's document is going to have, the plaintiff's attorney is going to have, is the MR safe practice guidelines. Now, here it goes, but see, think, it, think about this for a second. Is your facility ACR accredited? Yep. Sure, it is. Every time, right? Really. Okay. It has to be, you know, for, the, for insurance. Reimbursement. Purchase, right? Reimbursement. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you look at the ACR crediting pr- process, they also, part of that, and in fact, part of your annual physics inspection the physicist comes in and he has to check off do they have this do they do this do they do this right do they do this and so on correct correct okay and your radiologist attests signs it and attests that they in fact followed this have done this right yeah so yeah go ahead and say it's
3: a it's Go a ahead recommendation. And say it's a recommendation if you want to. <laughs> right.
2: It's a recommendation if you don't want to have a whole lot of trouble, right? right? Exactly. But, so, but no, it's not mandated, and that's a problem. I mean, right. I, I really think that's a problem. We, right. we, you know, we're not, we don't do a good job of self-regulation. Okay. Medical medical errors. This was something that came out in the talk. We were some talk we were doing or i heard i forget what it was we were working on but anyway
1: how and many this people the airplane
2: well no just the medical errors and yeah medical errors in general um, how many medical errors annually do you how many people die in the u.s leading cause
0: right I've heard it's the second leading cause
2: of death. Probably so. How many? Oh. How many? and it, but it depends on what statistics you get. I mean, they range. Oh. It depends on who you listen to, right? Right. So we're talking about patients dying from medical errors.
1: Can I now, tell them what the the equivalent is? Yeah. Have... When we. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, okay. It's, it, it's. But, you know, I mean, what would you think? <laughs> Now, see, this is not going in having an appendectomy and you uh, flip a clot, and, and, you right. know, like a, a complication, or an
0: error. This is malpractice. It's an you, error. An error. It's mm. an error. Medication error. So how many? Are you asking how many, like, what's the numbers per, yeah, year? per year? Yeah, per year. In yeah, the yeah, U.S. Yeah.
1: Come on, throw it uh, out there.
0: This is fun for me. I'm really good at guessing how many jelly beans are in the jar, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Um, I know I'm gonna be way off. It's always way and that's a trick. It's always way more than you think. Um, I'm gonna say a quarter of a million.
3: Okay well, uh, well, I was which, gonna go that high. I was gonna say more like a hundred thousand.
1: Okay, I want tell you. Yeah. It's the equivalent of a 737 aircraft going down every single day.
2: What and it is actually wow isn't that, that's crazy. Actually, I, I want you around with the jelly bean jar because if you go by Medicare estimates, it's about a quarter of a million. Wow,
3: yeah, he's never <laughs> wrong. Did I just went a free dinner.
2: <laughs> I mean, but there's some that are higher and some that are lower. Right. And I saw an article where some guy that's the head of some hospital association says no we think it's more we're we're more comfortable with some somebody else's numbers which was still like a hundred something thousand it's like we're more comfortable with that we're comfortable with that okay because again it's just kind of an expected thing and so i heard a radiologist one time or i heard a story of a manny canal told me one time and it's some uh, legal case he was involved with that a radiologist the stand Well, people just get burned in MRI. It's a it's a risk of MRI. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, it can no, be it completely mitigated right. if, if truly if, if done you correctly, do things right? correctly. Right, correctly. Yeah. It's, it's it's not not a risk. So anyway, right. to your point. So first off, I think they established that this is de facto industry standards. And quite honestly, if your site is ACR accredited, and if you have a problem. It, You know, you don't have to follow this. You're just going to have to justify why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. Yep. Right?
1: A good example of that is, you know, if you think about the zones, if you truly cannot transfer a patient in Zone 2, you know, from a Ferris wheelchair to an MR conditional one, right? um, then you just need to have your policies and procedures reflect that. We, You know, we have to do it in Zone 3, and this is the reason why. You just – you don't just copy this manual and then say those are your policies and yeah. procedures they and there's lots of facilities you know we do these site analysis and risk um, mitigations and try and help people with assessments and a lot of times you have to be very creative with your different zones so that's just one example you know that you can think about just make sure what you're doing is reflected directly in those policies and procedures
2: they they still <clears throat> excuse me they still refer to it uh, from a guideline standpoint in still in an introductory part of the manual it says the following acr manual mr safety is intended to be used as a template for mr facilities to follow in the development of safety programs so to kristen's point if you can't do it because you just physically can't right. do it <clears throat> but you can use this as a template, and so let me give you another example. I talked with a uh, a technologist called me uh, the other day and said uh, she had she had actually attended one of our MR safety officer courses.
3: Oh, nice! So you take personal phone calls? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yes. All right, I we're going to leave it. his phone number <coughs> in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually you can, you can get
2: it on you can get it on the website. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, which by the way is t two s starcom right? Nice. And, and if you don't understand t two star, we have MR. <laughs> basic mr courses for you as well but anyway <laughs> so she she um well she sent me an email actually and i said you know call me because it's too much to type on an email so the problem was and i think i told you about this they uh she was wanting to go back they have a they have a common control room for ct and mr and we and you see this it's, it's right it's not uncommon right. to have a common control room okay <clears throat> so therefore the ct people are actually working in zone three Right. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I mean, right. they are. Yeah. And so they need to be MR safety trained annually. Right. Okay. We've been to a lot of site audits where that's not the case. CT people oh. do not have annual safety training. Okay. But they're in that control room and could likely would help emergency if happened, an emergency right? happens. Yeah. Right. Um, at any rate, her problem, her particular problem was that uh she was wanting to go in and label everything right that's in there any loose stuff in the control room needs uh, to be labeled either as mr safe if it's you know plastic or mr unsafe if it's ferrous it's certainly right. the stuff that's stuff that's loose in his own wheels right Can right. kind of roll around okay oh, for if it's sure. really not movable then right what's kinda, the point you know nobody's gonna pick it
3: jerk it off the table and carry it in but
2: but if you've got a office chair or something like that that's you know on wheels anything in zone three on wheels can wind up in zone four right Mm -hmm. and if you're not taking precautions to make sure it doesn't happen then you again you've got a lot of exposure on your hands anyway so she was wanting to go through and label stuff like like the acr guidance doc you know like the mr manual says right okay and her manager was pushing back on it goes why do you want to do that why do you want to do that she was willing to know what to do because he just kept pushing back, going, No, that's stupid. You don't need to do that. She says, well, mm-hmm. Why don't you just label everything that's unsafe and then anything that's, we'll just assume everything else is safe. Well, oh. uh, or, or, I forget, it was one way or the other. And right. I thought, okay, well, no, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just. I, mean, I always I'm say just,
1: just stay in your lane. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Stay,
2: stay in your lane. lane. That's a t-shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> right. So um anyway I said no, you're you're correct and and quite honestly Joint Commission loves the sticker stuff. All right. But right? but the, but the a- ACR manual is very clear on that. Right. And, and I said no, I totally agree with you, you know, but again that's Just part of this issue, okay, where you can't really do everything, so you should be doing everything you can since you have a design that's not optimal. So, in fact, you should be labeling everything. You
1: should. And so Mm. we went to a facility there as a children's facility. We were doing the risk assessment, and the Joint Commission was imminent. I mean, literally. They actually ended up showing up the following Monday. And so they didn't have time to get all the stickers in that they needed. It's very simple. You just go print something up, and then you go laminate it, and then they use zip ties and put it on the back of every chair, put it everywhere. It's something that can be done very economically, right. and so then the admin. Why would the administrator care if it if you it know. didn't cost money?
2: Right. You know, I don't. I right. don't know. <laughs> you know. Right. Well, I mean, I had uh, another. Uh, a text message exchange with a, with a tech who was having difficulty. They were building a new facility, and the uh, technologist wanted to put a deadbolt lock on the scan room door, on zone four door. Mm-hmm. And of course, why would you do that? Well, so when you're not there, nobody can get in. Right. Right? I mean, deadbolt lock. Right. Thing. Contractor didn't want to do it. I go, okay, uh. I bet the contractor's got a lock on his office door. Right. <laughs> right and in fact if you think about it the uh, magnet room is the most dangerous room
0: in Ooh, the facility
2: by far the most dangerous room in the facility right okay and I bet there's a lock I know there's a lock on the hot lab door Dang. and as far as I know nobody's died from FDG <laughs> or worse yet technetium right Ooh, okay <laughs> and um, you know there's uh, there's a lock on the linear accelerator door Right? Right. But let's don't put a lock on the most dangerous room in the facility. Right. It makes no sense.
1: Well, it has no ionizing radiation, right?
2: Oh,
0: right. They forget
1: that you know everything's safe because it's
0: non-ionizing. Oh, I'm curious. Did he have a reason why he didn't want to do it? Oh, I
1: said, I said non-ionized. Yeah, no,
0: yeah. I, I said yeah. it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he said, did he have a reason for Well, he didn't want to know the contract. No, I'm curious. He didn't
2: have a reason. His administration, then the administrator, the, they call him. The, he said, our leadership team. I hate that term. I really hate that term. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> a leadership team in my opinion is typically a group of people who they're trying to pat each other on the back and you know, have a reason to meet and make everybody happy and right. everybody, will you know, sing kundayah. I don't know if you knew this like.
1: about me. I was on a leadership team yeah, in a corporation okay. okay, I just didn't know if you were aware of that.
2: Uh, yeah. Total so. insult
1: that I just received, but that's okay. It's, like, uh,
2: it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> no, no. It's like the other thing I heard about, you know, these type of things. It's like the seagull management technique. I don't know if you've uh-uh. seagull management oh, technique. Yeah. Seagull management technique is when the... Management comes into a meeting, uh, just craps all over everything and makes a lot of noise and leaves. Oh, nice! Right, so that's Seagull.
3: I can see s- that. Yeah,
0: we must have worked in the same facilities <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, so the, the leadership team was wanting documentation on again. Is it written somewhere where I have to do that? Uh, right. Okay. Well, no, it's actually not written somewhere because, unfortunately, it's common sense. Right. But. Common not sense everybody is not common, to. right? <laughs> and, um, but see, that's the stuff that's, to me, that's frustrating. Right. Why do I want to lock it? Because you can kill somebody instantly, right? Right.
3: Well, I, you know, that kind of, that's one of those things, too, that I feel like when it comes to personnel, that then you get a lot of pushback with having more than just one technologist at a single facility at a time. I mean, I feel like sometimes working at places like that, it can be well. Sometimes the most unsafe. That's definitely
1: addressed in the ACR manual that came out. It is. um, It's it's really saying that if there's one magnet. There needs to be two level two MR personnel there. So I like to see that stated. Right. And so that's for one magnet. And the only exception for them not to be together is if one of the, you know, level two has stepped out to screen the patient or something like that. Right. Otherwise, they should both be there. For facilities, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not. Um, That's why I'm not paying attention. (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually trying to find that. So. Well, yeah, it's, it goes to, it's on two different pages. Yeah. Um, for facilities with two magnets, it says, okay, there has to be. And, and, and the, when I say level two, I have to clarify this and say level two does not have to be an MR technologist. It can be a patient care tech aid. Right. They, but they still have to be trained to level two. And the reason I say that is because they're going to be swapping out coils, they're going to be padding the patient. Yeah. Yep. They're going to be making sure they've done their fairest quarantine and they've gone through FM they're, they're hand in hand working together. So right. I have to make sure that, you know, it's clear it doesn't have to be two MR technologists. Sometimes people take that wrong. And then if you have two magnets, what it says in the ACR manual is that you have to have, you know, the two MR you know, technologists and then at least one other person that's level two trained as well. Hmm. So, And
2: in, in, uh, to that point, this is on page eight of the manual. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've done is I've kind of marked it up and, you know, I mark stuff that's like new. and. and oh, nice. This is interesting wording, though. Uh, if you look back at the lot, uh, a lot of the guidance documents, it's, it is recommended or right. should right? They use the word should. Right. Let, me, let me read you this: There will be.
3: Oh, okay. That's a change. So the, the, <laughs> that's a, a huge change. If you read
1: it, the words are much stronger. It's the first thing when we were talking about this. Wow! I, it says there will be. It's there more shall.
3: definitive. There shall. Yeah. The wording is. Mm. In my, yeah. You want accreditation? You this want will
2: it. be mm-hmm. well. See, that's the other problem. I don't know if this is being enforced really Uh, good right now. Okay. okay. Right. Right. But this is what it says. There will be a minimum of two technologists or one MRI technologist and one other individual with the designation MR personnel, meaning that could be level one, level two. Mm Mm-hmm uh in the immediate zone two through zone four mr environment i mean it can be a pretty big area during this time the two mr personnel must be able to directly communicate within the earshot of each other uh and it says in all other ways the acr mr safety committee supports the veterans health administration responsibilities directive 1105.05 for mr medical facility uh director of 2018 and you can pull that document up very easily okay So and he, here's, in fact, we were just, we were talking about this um, earlier. There is, if you if you look online, and you look at it, what, <clears throat> what are the up-and-coming technologies? Okay, mm-hmm. What's the, what are the big kind of up-and-coming things? It started with something called compressed sensing, where you can basically acquire, you know, we're limited in terms, if we just do Fourier transform, we're right. li- li- very limited restricted. We've got to have a certain amount of data. Right. If you if you don't if you leave out high frequency data, you lose uh, edge detail. Right. If you leave out uh just amount of data in general, you you know, you increase noise. So you lose SNR, okay?
1: It's always a trade-off. We all <coughs> right. know It's that. always it's always
2: no been lunch. a trade-off, right? Yeah. It's always been a trade-off time, signal to noise ratio, spatial resolution, right? Right and as we go to newer and newer techniques which get into more physi and this is going to come back to safety believe it or not it gets into more physiologic imaging then we collect data faster okay so right. but you can only go so fast right, right? because you're limited because you got to fill case space you've got to have a certain amount of case space in order to submit it for fourier transform okay but what compressed sensing is uh, it's very similar to like JPEG compression where basically Mm -hmm. you don't acquire, all—you you you sparsely sample the data space and then the reconstruction determines what's noise and what's signal And, and when it originally came out it started with mostly T2 weighted imaging which is high contrast and therefore right. very easy to distinguish signal from noise, noise right, yeah. for edges and so on. For sure. Okay, well, now they're moving into uh, the artificial intelligence type technologies through something called deep learning, where they take uh, raw data, if I understand it correctly, because mm-hmm. obviously the vendors don't really tell you exactly how they do it, right, but <laughs> right. The, several of the vendors are doing here's this.
1: the recipe. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, here's how we do it. Um, <clears throat> but they take the raw data and they feed this in you know tens of thousands of cases right into the software <clears throat> and then the software learns okay what recognizes what's real what's noise and so now they can literally take stuff and just basically give it a noisy image or give it noisy raw data mm-hmm. high noise level and then the reconstruction can Dang. take that out Literally take out the noise. Wow. Okay, and so you can pump up the spatial resolution, cut back on the number of uh, averages, instead of so parallel imaging, all that kind of stuff. Right, and you can get image quality that's just freaking unbelievable. Wow. Okay, the, the stuff I've seen in these comparisons. Right now, if if I am a sales rep and I am going to sell something to an administration who knows nothing about MR, <laughs> right, 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 and Tell them well, you need to buy this upgrade because it's going to improve your image quality. Administrators go. Exactly. Right, because what I'm not doing good image quality now, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Looks,
1: but if you say now? you're going to have higher throughput because right. it's so going to be a lot shorter, that. that's the right. And this is where he's looping back to safety. safety.
2: Mm. If nine now can, and I've seen other people on um, certain. You know, media sites that I monitor and stuff. Yeah. uh, Talk about how, uh, and it's true, uh, if you want to relieve patient anxiety, one way to do it is to shorten the dang scan. I mean, don't leave them up in the tube for 50, 60 minutes. Right. Right. you know, uh, instead of a seven, you know, fifteen series brain. I mean, it's kind of like we have a saying down south. It's like you can only look at a dead cat. I so mean, that's a dead cat. Yeah, that's a dead cat. And it's, I mean, that way you look at it. It's <laughs> we a dead don't cat.
1: say that in
2: Atlanta. It <laughs> uh, you know, upsets my granddaughter. She heard me saying that on the phone the other day. I said, oh, no matter how many times you look at it, it's still a dead cat. But she, uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> but um, so this doctor who who is a you know. Very radiologist who's very confident radiologist mm-hmm. and definitely diagnosed something in about four series, four or five series. Um, you know, says that he really likes to push this for his organization because it gets the patients on and off table, I and mean, we, we literally look between twenty and thirty minutes time slots. Now let's go to twenty thirty. Mm-hmm. Now you got administration pushing 20, twenty thirty minute time slots. You you going to screen those patients right? How and when? Uh, I mean. And think right. about it. When you start getting pushed to that, what's going to get cut? What is going to get cut? So right. Well,
1: think rice. about the two-magnet yeah. two model, and you've got one additional person, and both uh-huh. magnets are about to flip, be flipped, and they've got two patients to do the verbal and interactive with, make sure they're changed. You know, we'll talk about ferromagnetic detection. That is definitely now part oh. of the ACR manual, which right. is a fantastic advancement. But – that's increasing your risk in every way you look at it, mm-hmm. and so.
2: One of the one of the clients I've had early on, um, and. Um. He's long since retired. Was a doctor uh, in Puerto Rico. and actually in Bayamon, Puerto Rico, oh, nice. outside of San Juan. Yeah, it was. i Had to go down there several times. That's just you oh. had to. Somebody had to do it. Somebody Ready? had to do it.
1: He used to send me pictures, and I'm like, oh. I lived in Cleveland, Ohio, at the time. Wrong, dude. Come on.
2: <clears throat> so anyway, he had first thing I noticed when I went into his facility. <clears throat> is he had he had a virtual buttload of techs and MRI. Right. Crap, they could do thirty patients in a day on a single scanner. Because that table was never but the people getting the next one ready were getting the next one ready. Right. And then they then the tech that had just scanned that one walks that patient out while they're walking the other one in. Right. Right? Right. So it can be done, but you've got to have competent people to do this so your safety doesn't get Take
0: compromised, yep. right?
2: Now, if
0: – I mean, go ahead. Well, it sounds like you just need the appropriate staffing for something like that.
2: Well, you do. You, you have to have proper staffing. and We've
1: we, also heard – you know, for, let's, they call it, what, the graveyard shift. You know, what do we do in this situation? You
2: called in and you're the only one there and you're down in the basement, right? All oh, right. You know, right. we always
1: recommend that, you know, someone that's in x-ray or someone that's in CT, you know, they be trained to level two to be someone that can, you know, assist in, in the you know, time of, you know, emergency or moving a patient or something like that. But they also have to be trained to a certain level.
0: Right. And one way that our facility that we work at is compliant to that is just recently, they've implemented a new um, uh, policy where now two techs are called in. So right. So just one at night. Oh.
3: There's a backup, which you would think is like, oh, oh two people on call, but it actually makes things so much safer. And faster. And faster.
1: I, I agree. So I'm still involved with uh, the Children's Health Hospital in Atlanta and I have been for, I guess, going on 12 years. And when we get called in at night, then the nurse... It's so she's level two trained radiology nurse, mm-hmm. a doctor, and uh, a, an MR tech that are all level two. It goes That's very awesome. smoothly. Okay. Very smoothly. You know, one of the things
2: also that people don't think about from a staffing standpoint, from a safety standpoint, uh, came up on a, a webinar we were doing uh, yesterday, actually. Oh, no. <clears throat> and um, it was for specifically level two training for radiologists.
3: Now, okay. for people listening, how can they get access to this webinar? Is it on well, your website? Well, this
2: one. Uh,
1: it's through applied radiology. Applied radiology. Oh, nice. Most
2: of the stuff. In fact, we're going to do a eight hour MR safety workshop on
1: July 25th. 20, July oh, 25th. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Okay.
2: Nice. And uh, it's through applied radiology. You know, we will also have a link to it from once the registration page and stuff like that's available. That we'll have it on um, t Perfect. But um, the right now, the level two that we're doing for radiologists, we've done uh, two live webinars, and we're going to be doing others. Eventually, we're going to create a, a video for that, nice. <clears throat> and we'll we'll work through applied radiology. And you for get the, CEU
0: credits for that. They
2: have well. Actually, yes, The uh, even though it's for radiologists, and it is CME-accredited.
3: Oh, nice. Okay.
2: And that eight-hour webinar, the eight-hour program we'll do will also be CME-accredited for RADs, as well as CE-accredited for
1: tech. Oh, that's awesome. And we've already delivered that program, the eight-hour one time before, and it was – I think people obviously were doing another one because –
2: uh, well, we're going to do it July 25th, right before MR Safety Week. Right. 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 Perfect timing. So, yeah. So, um, at any rate, th- we'll have information on that. But when we were doing this with the radiologist, uh, we were talking about, and see, this is something I think radiologists need to understand. When a patient walks into the radiology department or the MRI facility, that mm-hmm. patient becomes the patient of the radiologist. Right. The radiologist is in charge of that patient's safety.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We as technologists are not licensed. We provide uh, services, we provide procedures as technologists under the direction and supervision of whom? Yep. Right. The radiologist. We yep. we are uh, we are basically apply, uh, providing a medical exam mm-hmm under their direction and supervision. They are responsible for the safety of that patient because it's their patient, okay? Now, let's say that you've got a patient in the magnet who has some sort of a medical emergency, okay? It does happen, okay? Now, you know, it can be contrast media related or it can just be the Lord's calling them home, okay? Right. And... You know, they start going downhill. <clears throat> you can't. the The ACR manual says that you, of course, get them out of the room, out of zone. You start CPR if needed, while trans while moving them out of the room to a doing, des-
1: designated you know, area, right. a designated
2: predetermined area for treatment. Right. Okay. Now, if your table undocks, oh, right. Okay. Hey, you're you lucky. know, you're, you're lucky. <laughs> the table undocks. Mm-hmm. A single person can get somebody out of that room. Quickly, yeah, seconds, seconds. Okay, Um, you know, uh, GE was the only one used to have an undocking table. Siemens has now got an undocking table. You know, but you can now save some money on a GE and buy a table that doesn't undock. Right. Okay. I mean, so so undocking tables are not necessarily everywhere, but if they are, you're you're cool. But what if you don't have an undocking table? Right. Okay. So if you don't have a table that undocks, and you've got uh, MRI tech that's 110 pounds soaking wet. And you've got a patient on the table. It's 250 pounds or 300 pounds, okay? Because we got the wide bores, right? And that patient now is going into coronary uh, cardiac arrest. What are you going to do? Yeah. What, what what are you, you going to do? You can't
3: wait on transport to and help move the you And, and those there.
1: superpowers, you know, like where you're supposed to be able to lift a car when someone's all <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right That right, does right. really mm, yeah. not really happen.
2: Right, well, but you got to get them out of there. All oh, right. right. And and I will tell you that delay in care is is the leading cause of losing a lawsuit. Oh. When you have something like that
1: happen. Right. We okay? went to one facility. And um, again, it was for a safety audit, and I said, you know, when you're alone, because uh, many times this is one of the biggest aspects when we talk to the MR tax, and you know, they're cathartic about, you know, we need more staffing, we need more coverage, more people with us, because they're nervous about these things happening as well. Right. And I said, well, where's your code button? And she said, I don't, I don't know. And mm-hmm. but she said, but here's our active shooter button. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> you know where your active shooter button is but you don't know where your code button is so
2: what i said what i said to the radiologist was do you know if your site practices then they should practice mock codes right all right there's several things about this you should practice mock codes annually
1: at At least least. at least at least least.
2: And you should practice them in all types of staffing scenarios, mm. right? All possible staffing scenarios. Right. And you should practice them where the facility, just like any other code, where the facility is going to respond. Mm. Okay? Every,
3: all parties involved. Right. All
2: parties involved. Because here's the important thing about that is in fire, same thing for fire, what outside people need to understand is that when there's an emergency in mri the mri people do not relinquish control of that environment right ever Ever. right under all exactly can you see how this is probably not done in most sites right 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 i mean mean, this this is a mock
1: codes are should be so two of my boys are football players oh nice and yeah they're they're pretty cool The big. Um, So, anyway, no. Is that the bodyguards out there? Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you my 14-year-old is 6'5 and 361 pounds, and he is a lineman.
3: That's awesome. He is the line. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: a man he's a line man, so line man. <laughs> we, we
1: have something as far as sports that um, it's it's muscle memory so you know it's something I think should be done more than once a year sure and um, you know one of the last ones I went through uh, just hilarious uh, it was uh, an ER doc he said first of all never code NMR, never code NMR, never code NMR, because everyone got that. Right. But just in case, let's go over here and let's do this. Something I found out very interesting is in many years of being in the pediatric realm is, you know, there's the reaction box or, you know, there's, you know, the code box. And we're like, right. we want to see inside of it. But then everything has to be counted and looked at. I never knew that for epinephrine. Underneath Under 45 kilograms, and I could be incorrect with that number, right. You, it's a smaller amount that you deliver, and it's delivered differently. And so I didn't know. So my point is, is that if there's a code and a patient decelerates, I need to have muscle memory on what to hand right. whoever's handling that code. Right. That is my responsibility to know where everything is. Right. And so people don't... They, I think they take that for granted. I mean... There was one hospital that they thought that the, the, a certain department handled the codes, so it was over twenty minutes, and the the girl under the age of thirty passed away because oh. the code team didn't get in, in this large institution into her time.
2: And it was a large institution, uh, a large Aww. academic institution. So you know the the everybody needs to know what to do, and so my point to the radiologist was we didn't get off into that with him, but I said here's this. If you've got a patient that they can't get off the table, and you've got a delay in care, guess who this is going to fall back on? Yep. It's going Every to fall time. back on the rad, yep. because that patient is under their care. And if I said if your facility, you you need to check and see if your facility's set to handle this, because if it doesn't, you've got a huge you've got a huge exposure risk on your hands, right? Because. You are in charge of. It.
0: So basically, what you're saying is if you want to wash your hands clean, as much liability as you can, just be as compliant as you can with ACR. Can
2: be safe as you can. Right. Right? Be as safe as you can. Um, just because you you can do everything right and people can still get injured. Right. Okay? You can do everything right and people can still it you know, it's, it's one right. thing, I, you know, one thing an attorney I was working on one time told me because just because something happened doesn't mean somebody was negligent. Right. Right. Okay. Right. But if you're, to, to, to your point, Robert, if you're doing everything the way you should be doing, you've got a much better chance of coming out better. Right. As opposed to. Uh, I don't oh, know, why we, don't we did know that. why we did that. Yeah, or, you know we told we you know we couldn't do that, right? Oh,
0: I definitely see the value in mock. Now, codes yeah, for
1: sure. Well, mock. Okay, so we were at a facility for mock fire drills, and they actually were conducting one while we were there, which was super oh, nice. cool. Yeah. and it was to get the patient from the table, and who was going to lock what doors because you have to decide: are we going to quench, are we not? I mean, there's a lot around yeah. that as far as you know how do we handle it. So the the goal was to get the patient off the table and to the er immediately and it was for a sedated patient and they didn't have a patient on the table or a person so they used a minion what's was quite cute a little stuffed animal That's funny. Uh, but it, what was interesting is when when they called um the fire drill literally everyone in all of radiology knew the role and so as they were taking the patient down the hall to the er you had texts from every modality with their hands blocking the entrance. blocking entrances oh. hallways everything they knew the direct route and then the doors opened and i saw security guards which we you know with security guards they're a lot of times they're they're packing or whatever right. you know what they, call it. they got guns and <laughs> um but and the, the, the technologist in radiology was like, you cannot come down this hallway. And again, that's muscle memory as well. Right. And, and, and obviously doing first responder training is critical. Right. And so that has to be taken care of.
3: Well, I, I mean, I've had a cold blue in the mm-hmm. scanner before at one of the places I used to work at when I was a young technologist mm-hmm. and I was by myself and it's the little things that you like and good thing everything turned out okay mm-hmm. but like having go ahead and putting a blood pressure cuff on the patient and the mm-hmm. pulse socks and uh-huh. things like that like unless you've practiced that and you know to do those things when they arrive to help this patient they're like okay well uh, you know we need this and we need to get this on this patient and I'm, I'm trying to run around and try to find stuff mm-hmm. and they're doing CPI and like everything happens so fast right. and you're just like you know? And you've got to keep control of that environment because right. that's
2: when things can can really go bad, right? Right. One of the you know, that's one
1: thing techs don't get. That is, you you control that room. You control right. what comes in. You are not going to get in trouble for being too safe, right? And, and you are what,
2: not. That's one of the things that's really highlighted in, in the manual as well is the control of the level two personnel on. the the MR environment and controlling what goes into that environment right. and the responsibility of testing everything that's going to go into that environment the manual is much I think much more definitive oh, I love that. on the testing part and control of the access ah. of that and it's under the control of level two personnel oh, at great. all times oh. Okay, right. It's, it's always been in there but it's just in, in my opinion it's a little more robust right this time it's a bigger
0: deal oh it is I I think think for so. sure yeah. and i've had a code blue as well it was on a patient who was a female under the age of 30 um she was an outpatient never been given IV contrast before and she had a reaction anaphylactic and she went to the icu for the next three or four days but um we did lots of mock uh codes and i really feel like that was really what made the difference in her treatment and
1: well, you're just pointing, you do this, you do this, and you have to know what this is, yeah. where this is. All right. And so it just needs, everyone needs to fall into a quick routine. Right.
0: This is what we have to Choreography, do. Choreography, pretty much. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> one, and one of my favorite quotes, and you just reminded me of it, based on what we're talking about, is very relevant, I think is, luck Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. I've heard so, that. So, you know, as long as you're prepared, um when the opportunity comes to, to help save that patient yeah you know, right you, you've had the experience mm-hmm. you know what to do yeah um,
2: one of the one of the other things if, if you don't mind because it reminded me of it when you're talking about again changes to the manual and we're right. talking about you know cutting back I mean, as it comes to staffing mm-hmm. deals with screening oh, so yeah. so we, we brought some slides i know i've got if, if you'll skip the skip the one that's that one and just go to the next one okay we'll just leave it that one there for a minute so the acr used to have this screening form that came with the uh the guidance document right it was like an an appendix to a guidance document and it was mediocre at best okay and i never saw anybody use it right Right. okay it wasn't very uh detailed you know Mm -hmm. this one is massively different so ACR has their own screening form, and actually yes and it's outside of the document and and in fact in the document they say it's available online actually, okay. and and you can again easily find it on the <laughs> a, if you the website where the where the manual lives if you look down through there there it says screening form and you oh, can click on the screening form and you'll get this
1: and where once it was two pages it is now I believe six or seven six. it's oh, six pages wow. okay. but there's some really Interesting portions that are now included. And one being a, almost an entire page that's about the technologist. You know, did you check for these? You know, different things. Um, Bill, you've got it right well, there. Well, I've got it right hand.
2: here. Let me just kind of run through it. Okay, so the first two pages. Uh, so th- this is the first one. It's the general general kind of stuff. And to the right, you'll see the second page. Um, and, you know, it's uh, general clinical. This is typically general clinical history. It, it talks about injury by a metal object, mm-hmm. uh, injury to your eye, uh, asthma, allergies, you know, kidney disease, diabetes, diabetes, clinical type stuff. Right. Okay? And then um, it, then it says the following items may be harmful to you during MR scan and may interfere. You must also you must provide a yes or no for every item. And then it says so, a big heading here. Uh, And it says, indicate if you currently have or ever had any of the following. And it's got surgically implanted medical devices. So then it goes through the section here of the section of surgically uh, medical devices. Okay, now we can go ahead to the next one. And this is the third page on the left side. And going through again medical devices, and then it's got a heading that says removable medical devices. So in other words, oh, it's, it's right. you know it's kind of separating them out the you know, yeah, yeah. You know, and you know talking about artificial you know, hearing aids, artificial eye, and, right? I mean, most artificial eyes are.
1: Yeah, we had a discussion with that right Radiologists,
2: right. I, You know, I don't know, but uh, be as it may, medication patch. Uh, so and then on the left on the right side, I'm sorry. Um, you know, uh, goes on with some more of these. And then it has a personal heading. It says personal. Mm, and let's this let's is get personal. You, well, it's pretty personal. Body <laughs> piercings, wigs, hair implants, tattoos or tattooed liner,
3: wow, I like hair I
2: accessories, uh, jewelry. Uh, it says metal-containing clothing material and or underwear. Interesting. We'll talk about that Right. To, if you want to. Sounds right like an here. interesting story. Well, no, it's, it's in some interesting considerations because they go going to the manual, they specifically mention that. There's a section oh, specifically for on underwear. clothing oh, yeah. and specifically mentioning underwear. Okay. okay. And, we'll, and we'll talk about why maybe you know, later if you want to. For sure. Um, and then uh, fitness tracker. Make sure you don't have your Fitbit on when you go in there. Okay. So we can go to the next one. And then this next one, is just a single page, and it says instructions for patients. Um, you, know, you will be provided hearing protection. You're strongly urged to use the earplugs or headphones. This is, this is interesting to me. We, personally, are of the opinion that hearing protection is not optional. It's mandatory, yeah. It's mandatory, yeah. okay? Um, you can't, um, I, I'm a handgun hobbyist. So, we've got indoor gun range. Mm-hmm. I can't go and shoot if I don't wear hearing protection. Right. They won't
1: let me. I, I can't go to the airport. Well, I can and say, I don't want to go through that metal detector. They're going to be like, that's fine. Just, You're not going to fly. Yeah.
2: You know? Right. So, this shouldn't be. That's the one thing about this manual it kind of surprises me it's like mm-hmm. you know, right, should, too. it should you know I, it should, but then you, you
1: just refer back to the fda and, and the, the iec, IEC. <laughs> which clear and if you don't know what iec it's the international electrotechnical commission they both say for a weighted root mean square RMS mm-hmm. um, systems that are capable of exceeding 99 decibels must provide appropriate hearing protection. And I'm not going to get into physics like he did earlier, but EPI <laughs> falls, diffusion falls around 110. Right. So and then you Or know, reaching
0: 130 sometimes, right? Well, it's it's, close. Could it, be close. It could. It could. Right.
1: Now, painful acoustic trauma is at 140, and all clinical you know vendors are limited to that. So, but you have to provide we recommend 25 to 30 decibels reduction Mm -hmm. and so i don't like the way no offense to the acr um i don't like the way it's worded for hearing protection but if you just go back to what the fda guidelines are and what to the ic says then and
2: what the equipment vendor tells you in its user manual
1: and yes. in its oh. instructions
2: for use right you want to get I yourself in that. trouble in a lawsuit don't follow the instructions for use that the vendor provided <laughs> right. okay right right you know why why did you choose not to follow their instructions okay? right so again i don't i don't get the hearing thing and but they do say that if it's a for every uh, any research sequence not have to get approved, you must provide hearing protection. Okay, what about the others? You know, right. I don't really get it. Um, anyway, so it goes through the stuff for the patient to remove. Okay, and then the patient to sign that I've read and understanding their contents form. formed. The next page is one of my favorites. Okay, this is safety screening for. MR procedures for MR office use only, okay? So mm-hmm. this is for the, for the text or whoever's doing, who, whatever screen, level two yeah. person is doing the screening. That's a whole other subject. Who, right. can, who should screen, uh, right? right? Okay. Right, right. But so you basically got to know what you're asking if you're screening somebody. This is not checking a box. This is an investigation. In fact, when I started MR in 1985, we referred to it as interviewing the patient. That's uh-huh. what we called it. We didn't say screen the patient. It was interview the patient because we sat down and we interviewed the patient, right. right? In an interview
3: room, probably too, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> in
2: a you know, we had a know, private little dressing room, right? Where we could sit down, look at the patient, you know, and talk to them right. because in MR long enough, you know, you can look at somebody and you go, you know.
0: You not know, <laughs> yeah, telling totally. the truth, right? Like,
3: what, what? Oh, you yeah. don't get that question, dude.
2: Right. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I just remember one one guy on uh, the screening form. You know, because we would always ask. You know, when was your last menstrual cycle? You know, mm-hmm. again, looking at pregnancy, and that was that was kind of a roundabout way of you know, might you be pregnant? You know, it was kind of a double check for it. At, right. at any rate, this one guy wrote uh, Yamaha. Who had, had last menstrual cycle, he wrote Yamaha. Yamaha, yeah. and and I, you know, I looked at it and I said, you know, and I thought, was he being? And he, he wasn't. He was serious. Uh-huh. And I said, Yamaha. What? He goes, Yeah, I was wondering why you wanted to know what type of cycle I had. Uh-huh. And I said, um, <laughs> Well, there's some Harley people here, and I'm just
1: <laughs> curious. Okay, I'm just going to say this is mine and Bill's opinion. We have a, we have several opinions. I'm sure you can tell. Is that you should also verbally ask the patient: Is there anything on you or in you that you were not born with? And
0: that's kind of part of that hard stop, the zone four that they've also was the full stop, final the,
1: check. Yeah, that, yeah. I think uh-huh. it should be asked
0: earlier. Well, we do. You know, you we know.
1: do. But we also do know. that
2: list. But that's a really good question right. to ask somebody. Because and,
1: and re- people will say, let's say they have an implant or device that's no longer functioning. They're not using it anymore. Mm. And I would think, oh, well, why mention it? Because Well, I wouldn't think that. But right. um, most people think, well, why even mention that? Because it's not doing functioning in my body anymore. But asking them that verbally, they'll be like, well, I do have this pump that was used this – and then you got to know.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. We, we, at our hospital, we do a lot of transplants. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll put temporary pacemakers in. Yeah. And sometimes they'll leave those leads in afterwards. Um, yeah. And, you know, people might, sometimes might even forget because they don't have the pacemaker. Oh, it was taken out. And we'll check checks like right? right. And almost every time they have leads. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Any time a pacemaker is, is, you know, a pacemaker is going to have a lead in the heart. It's going to have an, not an epicardial, but, I mean, one in the heart. Right. There's like a, I was told, there's like 10%, 10, 10% mortality for X planting a lead because it's, it's screwed down into myocardium like with a little corkscrew and you right. just don't jerk it out. You know, hold on, put your foot on it, you know, pull it out. <laughs> um, they, they just don't do that. So right. they're always going to leave it. So interest to that point if, if you look on this hazard checklist it says and see this is for the mr personnel to be checking off so and this is like your full stop and final check it says you have pulse oximetry device ekg pads leads into tracheal swan scans extraventricular device arterial lines reducer foley with a temperature sensor which you know people go oh, okay no it's a it's a, it's a wire right. you know um you know, anything that I don't, anything that's metallic, if I didn't provide it, and it's not part of the scan, it ain't going in. Right. You know, right. It, 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 it's ridiculous. It, it doesn't serve any purpose. Rectal probes, esophageal probe, track, you know, so, so, forth, so forth, you know, this making, the, again, the tech. And if yes, explain it. And then uh, it says, if any level two personnel checklist items are answered yes, this should be brought to the attention of the covering MR physician. And then there is a checkbox for yes or no for a patient screened with ferromagnetic detector. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. okay? I like that. So let's say we don't have it. So these are all check no. And then so something happens. Oh, it's like no. I mean you know right. obviously, I think if a site didn't feel necessary to use ferromagnetic detection then they're probably i'm going to guess that their screening is a little light on the light side as well right likely for sure right you know (laughs) um just guessing um and then there's an egfr indicated for contrast and that would be dependent on the policies you know and of the MD. um and then cleared by the technologist and the radiologist you know assuming radiologist clearance is provided I, i like the addition of this like, checklist, yeah,
3: because
2: I I think now you've got a screening form that you know it's got you know a good is well organized and and I do like that last page especially. Then going back to what you asked before okay, so we're going to get anybody on and off the table every twenty minutes, right? right? So, so turn
3: around time? Mm. right? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and the other thing, as far as the the screening. Um, one change in the acr manual for pediatric the older you know population of pediatric patients one in level two should be you know done with the parents um, present and then the other one should be done without the parents and i'll tell you that's because a lot of kids will get a lot of uh, let's for example piercings things that
0: chance of pregnancy
1: yeah uh, anything mm-hmm. and so just to make it you know you create that rapport they, 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 that's a bit that's a big change i mean that was not in the previous right. another previous um was not it, it was you know, unconscious patients was definitely in the guidance document that we had, but now it's much more clearly stated. And I have to zoom because I'm blo- I am have two pairs of glasses here. <laughs> Sorry, don't say a word. Um, so it, it actually says if you can't get a reliable history now that you have to do, or you don't have a CT, you don't have it at Mars, you don't have you know recent X-rays, that now they're saying that plain film radiography should should include the head, and neck, chest, abdomen, pelvis, and upper arms and thighs. If there are obvious post-traumatic changes to the distal extremities, those regions should also undergo plain film radiography prior to MR exposure. Wow. I think that's pretty clear. That's very clear. That's a that's like a full body yeah. X-ray right there. If <laughs> you don't sure, have any information, right? So
2: one of the other really. I think it's a big change. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact wording. So uh, what you looking for the 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 level two definition of level two uh, personnel. And we'll uh, definitely
3: put some hot links into the show notes, so you guys have access to you know Bill and his website and some of the upcoming events and definitely this document. Um, just ways for you guys to kind of get through it a little bit easier for those listening.
2: Yeah, we'll give you you know uh, we'll provide it for you anyway so somewhere in this document it says for level uh level two personnel and it gives examples right. and the level two personnel uh are to have annual safety training uh, okay right? okay level two are to have actually there level one and level two are to have annual safety training they just differ depending on whether it's level one versus level two right. okay um, so we'll start with level two. So level two has to have annual safety training that includes, uh, you know, additional information as to uh, uh, RF power, you know, mm-hmm. RF frequency related, you know, burns, pre- preventing injuries, DBDT, you know, uh, gradient switching, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and then it says examples of MR examples of level two personnel include of course the technologist but the radiologist oh. and okay.
1: radiologist nurses as well Yeah, oh, so if nice. you got,
2: you know if you have MR or radiology nurses so it specifically says radiologists are level 2 personnel and level 2 personnel are to have annual safety training they further furthermore they say uh, and this I do have right here which is on page 9 um, the mrmd mrso's and mrse's as well as all mr personnel that therefore includes the radiologists, right. should undergo mr safety specific education on an annual basis and on our webinar the other evening we asked, and the majority of, of people on the webinar were radiologists there was a few technologists mm-hmm. and we ask a question
1: a poll question
2: a poll question a poll of the poll. audience do the, are there radiologists who provide MR services for at your facility in other words the guys the guys and gals that cover MRI are they required or are they required to have annual MR safety training?
1: There was one no. we, did, we did one Thursday and then we did the same radiologist uh, training on uh, yesterday and one the, answer is zero the, percent.
2: The, the yes like never been trained the yet no they don't undergo annual training oh, 100% right. was that not a single one was yes 60 65% i believe it was was no meaning you know no mm-hmm. they don't right and the others were not sure wow
1: well it used to be assumed prior to this manual coming out that if you were a radiologist, you were level two trained, right? which we all know that there's not a lot of safety questions on the boards. Right. And so now, this is a really nice addition. And when radiologists, we have radiologists in our MR safety officer courses, because it's in, you know, also for MRMDs, they always say, I had no idea. And I want every radiologist that reads MR to come to this course or to do this, Correct. and so they really don't understand the risk and that how much they're liable for, and so I think it's it's fantastic yeah. that they're doing these these trainings now and they're they're saying that because they are level two. they How need often that do training. you guys do
0: those webinars? A lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, they just you know awesome. frequently, like I said, we we're
1: doing two more radiologists in August through Applied Radiology. Um, again, technologists are also on there. We've also had radiology administrators, right. um, and so we're they want us to give them dates, and we're going to do them. We believe again on a Thursday evening. And then on a Saturday morning, yeah. just so to give people the option. Yeah, yeah,
2: that would be helpful. You, yeah. know, week. you know, pick your day, and time. You want to eat? You're an evening person, or you're right. a morning person. You
1: know? <laughs> and you know, we
2: figured that. Well, you know, we'll do that in the later evening, so you know, California people, and then we're we'll going to do the early morning. So mm-hmm. you know, and, and on Saturday you can get out, you know, relatively out of the way. Right. But uh, a lot of the people were, were Pacific Time Zone that were on that. Aww. You know, most the,
1: of the people yesterday morning which was 6.30 on trust me I felt at 6.30 6.30 a.m. when most of the people were from the west coast
2: yeah I think there were only
1: two east coasters on there there was a lot of people
2: yeah so um, you know I think it's it's um, they're much more clear uh, on the um, in this document of the responsibilities for the radiologist okay
0: uh, Bill, you were talking about how you, that webinar you just had, and you had, surprisingly, you had a lot of people from California that were listening
2: right. you know even in the early morning, you know, right. so that was kind of surprising to me. <laughs> One of the things because you know, and you had asked earlier about the access to the webinars and for this yeah, training for sure. so you know, Kristen already, uh, already mentioned that we do the MR safety officer courses, you know in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Uh, also uh, all the courses that we do in Chattanooga. Uh, are also available to attend via live simulcast. So we ah. simulcast them. Nice. Uh, usually we use, you know, just a standard WebEx interface. Mm-hmm. So anybody, actually the iPad interface for, uh, it's pretty good you know it works really good it's, it's also just do it from your and they still yeah. get
1: their CEUs yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the we have credit. a way of, of tracking that, oh, that so great. It's, and yeah. it, for a lot of people they aren't able to travel or you know there's certain reasons some people just prefer Especially now more
0: than ever. to wear yeah. their yeah.
1: jam jams and you know oh yeah we've had a lot of people we switched
0: over just to, to webinar only I mean even our SNA went to virtual yeah, yeah. yeah Yeah, so
2: so you know but now we're in chattanooga it's you know loosening back up and and you know so and the people still like alive you know like to be in a classroom so but but before and even after all this we we always offer the ability to attend live right right from your home now, for those that didn't, some years ago, um, we actually uh, got introduced uh, to the folks at Applied Radiology through uh, Dr. Frank Shellock, and uh, we got to talking with them, and he was talking with us about this, and said, why don't you, uh, you know, put this course uh, online, okay? Right. So uh, we did. We basically took our two-day, 16-hour course, but of course, when you... When you video record something, it's not 16 hours <laughs> right. cause, it's almost you know, double that. Eh? Well, it's no, it's, it's no, actually it's, it's, it's like of half the, of it. Yeah, because oh. the
1: one that's you know people are in the classroom, there's a lot of questions and oh, right. like yeah, so the interaction yeah. takes the 16 hours. Right,
2: right. Yeah, if you're going to do a talk, uh, well, you know, quite honestly, I mean, it's a little techy thing, but if I'm going to do a talk that's 50 minute talk, I want 40 to 50 slides in my. In my deck, right? right. But if I'm going to record a talk that's an hour, I need about a hundred and ten or so more oh. because it just it just goes Oops. faster, right? Yeah. Can talk to a vet here, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, so anyway, it, it's uh, I think it's ten hours total. of uh, – uh, oh, nice. credit for the number of mm-hmm. video modules that are in it oh, nice. but the neat thing about the applied radiology uh mrmd mrso online course is that the the purchase of that course is really a subscription for a year so you can oh, oh. you can access any of that as many times as you want over the course of a year so you've got you know in terms of get your credit i mean you have gotta right. do a post test right but you can do the post test anytime you know in that your time period but then you can go back and review the material so that's the benefit of an online right program as opposed to you know a live course or something like that so for both technologists and radiologists there's a lot of stuff out there um plenty of stuff I, i just think it it needs to be more uh, more required, I think oh, they right. to require it more I right. think they
1: yeah, will sure. I think there's gonna um be a change, but it's going to take you know change takes time and adoption, and facilities have to adopt that, but I think that once everybody reads this ACR manual manual on safety, <laughs> I think that then over time it's we're definitely going to see an increase um many times bill and I go to facilities, and the last person we see is a radiologist mm. Would you not agree?
2: Well, sometimes we've gone, and we've not seen them. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've done, we've actually done site audits where the radiologist just doesn't have time to meet with us.
1: And we're there oh. for like four days, and we <laughs> a, we invite them to every wow. m- meeting.
3: And they're just like, mm-hmm. I'm busy. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: they see us and they're like scatter. They're like, oh, <laughs> right. oh, I've got a procedure. That's what we hear all. Of, I've got a procedure. <laughs>
0: That's how online (laughs) dating has been for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're going to get back to the ACR manual. Mostly we're talking about, um, you kind of mentioned clothing, um, underwear you mentioned earlier, if you want to kind of dive into that. So to speak. Um, Well, first off, (laughs) uh, the
2: the ACR guidance document now talks about uh, changing clothing that uh, all patients should change out of street clothes to MR right. pr- to facility provided clothing. Oh, that's great. Our, our preference. I mean, they, they clearly state that um, they, uh, Our preference for clothing is a hospital gown with no snaps and scrub Mm -hmm. pants, preferably no pockets. Because the scrub pants help with the skin-to-skin contact prevention, you know, from finger touching a thigh or, you know. Thigh-to-thigh. Thigh-to-thigh. You know, so I like the scrub pants idea. Um, And then they also specifically mention underwear. When the article of clothing, they say when the article of clothing was in the volume of the RF transmit coil okay because because there are numerous reports and we have them in our course and everything several examples of clothing that has uh, invisible microfibers right and this this is real common now Uh, in fact you can go in in our uh, one of our presentations i've got this uh, uh, clip of a uh, lady's underwear you know was off of amazon.com and i and i knew what i was wanting to you know put in the slide because you know, i'd seen it and so i had it was same the, day
3: shipping right huh oh, oh yeah and four
2: and a half stars eight pack color may vary they can and be so, here tomorrow <laughs> and they're
3: hipster <laughs> style <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they really are you can
1: change that
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. so they had uh so i was putting that in the the, the slide you know and I was right. working on, on my ipad i think at the time my wife my wife walks by and she goes what are you doing i go Oh, research! <laughs> research. Oh, I swear, right? I swear, research. <laughs> but anyway, but the the tag on it, the the thing says, uh, "Hanes uh, Hipster Microfiber," no, "Microfiber Hipster Panties" or something like it. But it says "Microfiber." Right. It says it. Okay, right. And then there's all these others: cool, comfort. You know, I mean, right. they, they. And it's very, very common, and the ACR in the manual specifically says that you can't go by the, clo- the tag on the clothing because the, in, in mentioned in the manual, it says the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, allows clothing manufacturers a 5% error in the, in the makeup of in the fabric. So you change five percent with certain materials, and that could create a problem in MRI. Oh, and amazing. then, of course, you know you've got all this microfiber stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we recommend some sort of a sign in the in the dressing room that says, you know, you will be asked you asked you are going to be changing clothes. Right. And we think people that call to schedule the patients should tell them you're going to be you're going to have to change clothes right right so don't tell them to wear something comfortable you, you're going to have to change clothes. <laughs> exactly you know? and um, with the underwear you know it's, <laughs> I'm I'm okay with with you know leaving it on if it's not going to be in the volume of the R or near the okay. volume of the i I'm going to disagree with her right she now. She has she has okay. a very big disagreement with that. Okay. And she's right. got a valid point, but I just don't agree with it. Okay.
1: <laughs> so um, here's here's the deal with this. Um, we have a lot of people that attend our courses. Didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you, a it's well. karate top. Yes, I didn't hit him physically. So, uh, <laughs> Um, the problem is is a lot of people don't understand a transmit receive coil and you know they don't understand right. versus the inherent body coil right so this I do not like blanket policies at all, but I believe, okay, so there's two reasons. let's say um Cre- just Bill. Bill scans a patient, and he does um, for a, a lumbar spine. So the underwear does need to come off because it's a receive only, you know, uh, spine coil. Okay, that's fine. Then the mm-hmm. patient comes back two weeks later, and creepy Kristen is now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, you know, I don't. He makes him like well, you're creepy Bill. Yeah, because I made him take it off. Right? And, and so then mm-hmm. I do a transfer. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, wa- I want to make him the creepy
3: one. Okay. Cre- creepy <laughs> yeah. Bill sounds like a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And, really- <laughs>
1: and then. Uh, Caring, Kristen, uh, <laughs> you know, doesn't make the patient because they're using a transmit receive equal, They're going to be like, "Who scanned me two weeks ago? Who's that creep?" I'm going to be like, "It's Bill Faulkner,"
3: <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah,
1: creepy Bill. <laughs> Uncle and so, Bill. <laughs> um, to me, it's it just sets the standard, right. and then people that don't understand you're you're mitigating your risk that's involved there, right. and so I think that's a good blanket policy because patients, I would be like. Why did you take my child's underwear off two weeks ago versus now? Oh, I
0: hate it right. when patients say they didn't make me do that last time. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. You know, and, and, and you know, but you have to say you know, changed our technology changed. Now we've had several right. people in courses that really you know, when we mention underwear, they go, oh no, oh. no, that's not how we do it, right? Right. Okay. So so the, I'll tell you t- t- mine first. So the the one I was talking to says we don't we don't ask them to take their underwear off. We just ask them where they get their underwear. Okay, now, okay, so, so so let's just say I'm screening you for an MRI. All
3: right, I'm ready for this. Okay,
2: and so <laughs> hey, I'm Bill. I'm going to be doing your brain. You're know, we going to have you change clothes. And, and by the way, uh, wait, where, where do you get your underwear?
3: Now, mm. see that?
2: You know, <laughs> creepy my, Bill's coming out. Yeah, right? my my answer would be I get them in the third drawer. Yeah, right. topic. Where do you get your Where do you get your underwear? And right. it, you know, if that's and if it's and, and if I was screening a lady, I mean, I. Don't know that she, right. you know. And by but the way, ma'am, where do you get your underwear? Okay, right. So that I don't get That's okay, tough. yeah, yeah. And then yours is the one you talked to was even better than that.
1: Well, and I just want to throw this in there in case I forget because I'm getting old. Um, you know, if you if you go to the OR for anything, anything, right. you're going to take your underwear off, right. and this is a medical. Procedure. It's so, not a day spot. It's a medical
3: procedure. Right, exactly.
1: Right. So people have to keep that in mind. Um, my big one, um, there was, I was talking to some about sedated patients, and we, underwear came up, and they said, well, you know, what we do is we wait until they're sedated, and then we take their underwear off. And I was mm. like, I said, you know what? If I like went to sleep with underwear on right. and woke up with them <laughs> off... <laughs> I'm going to be like did creepy scam me <laughs> again?
0: That's <laughs> concerned. <laughs> so that's
1: that's our stance on the underwear. And, right. You know it's just, you know it's a lot how of our you know, whichever
3: but it way is you want in to handle. It. Yeah. Right.
1: But you know I think it's important for us to talk about the the full stop final check too.
2: Yeah, that's that's actually right after in the in the thing under gowning, um, page fourteen of it. So what they recommend now is called. F- it- it's more than a timeout you know mm. time actually recommending
1: a certain- not to use the word timeout and this is someone that was part of oh. creating the acr manual they actually they said to be recognized you know, as something d- different well yeah. it is something different right. actually if you think about it mm, okay right.
2: because it says that it should be here it is a full stop and final check performed by the mri technologist so that's who's in charge uh, of it, right? Yeah. Remember, the MR tech's in charge of this. Even if you got an anesthesiologist and nurse in there, the MRI tech is in charge, right? right. And it's recommended to confirm a satisfactory completion of the safety screening, support equipment, and personnel, right, Right. That right. prior to crossing from Zone 3 to 4. Uh, confirm the patient's identification. Ensure that all screening has been appropriately performed and ensure that there has been no change to patient status while they're in zone three and so it's just a we recommend a come up with a checklist that you read off just like pilots in an aircraft right. go through before every flight oh right? i like that they read they read it off it doesn't right? matter right. they've done it
1: a thousand times or more but they still go
2: through it right and they've
0: implemented that in the facility that we were yeah. at so, so we do that yeah
2: I mean, I think it's a, you know because a a we've seen people and it that catches think, hearing aids more than anything. Yeah. So, yes. right. You know, it does. And, and did you check? Did you do this mm-hmm. right one more time? And right. so I, we we think it's just a a, a great. Uh, Great tool. Yeah. And so, so yeah, we're we're really excited with the stuff that's in this manual. I think right. there's always room for improvement and stuff. But again, the wording, to just to kind of summarize, the wording is definitely more robust. It's more uh, it's, definitive.
1: It's, it's clear. It's you know, it's something that's very straightforward. This is what needs to happen. We're not just recommending. It's, right. You should really that. look at the wording. It's, yeah. it's pretty interesting.
3: Well, should we get into the post questions real quick then?
0: Yeah, let's bring them up. Go ahead and it's start it, it off. Always my favorite part is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, my favorite question. Usually, we ended with it. You start. You start, Reggie. I'm gonna pull it up.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. All right. So, pretty much, what do you love about your job? What do you love about what you do?
1: I love working with him. <laughs> <laughs> so does Reggie. You, <laughs> um, you know what? I'm, I love to travel. I love to educate. I love to knowledge share. And we have found so, you know, Bill and I really had to redefine ourselves when when this whole COVID thing came out. It was like, I was kind of nervous for two days. I was kind of like, uh. But then we've just done that. We've adapted. And actually we've spread a lot of knowledge Mm. that we didn't know that we could do in different ways. And constantly trying to. Um, push ourselves to figure out other ways to educate people and to to spread the word. I find that to be very, fulfill, you know, right. fulfilling as far as um, the job. And and you know, he's just a great sidekick. <laughs> you better say something nice about me. Well, yeah, well,
2: you know, uh, yeah, I do do enjoy working with Kristen. Obviously, um, you know, for me, it was always when I was scanning when I was a scanning tech. Uh, it was always fulfilling for me to have done an exam and go home and know that I helped someone. Right? right? That I, what I did today, you know, made a meaningful difference in somebody's life. Right. So now that you know, basically doing you know education, consulting, um, you know, when somebody. Uh, emails me and uh, says like for example I get it we I get it more from a registry review standpoint, you know. Mm-hmm. I passed the registry. Thanks. Right. You know, couldn't have done it without you. Thanks. That makes me that makes me feel really good. Not you gonna know? lie,
3: you helped me pass my registry. Oh, okay. So thank you. <laughs>
2: well you know it's it's um, you know and and actually it's kind of interesting because that course is designed as a registry prep course. Now we do, you know, an MR safety officer course. That's an entirely that's an entirely different thing. I think I. It's not that I don't dislike one course versus the other. It's just right. two different things, right? right. Uh, the MR registry course is just a prep course. It's like you need to memorize this, 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 this. Right. this you know, when here's what to expect and yeah. know, here's what to expect. For the MR Safety Officer course, MRMD stuff, it's more like helping people uh, get a grip on these concepts so that then they, you know, you have to know how to apply this stuff. It's it's like, right. like it's a concept and an application of it. Because there's no application on the registry exam. <laughs> that's just that's right. right. But the MR safety officer course, we really enjoy having the people in the class that, that tell us about what they do. We mm-hmm. learn from them, right. uh, and then it's it, it's just a, a really nice networking kind of a course thing. And and that one's just like a totally different. That's not any kind of a prep course or anything like that. It, mm-hmm. It's really. A, How to you know, the knowledge you need and what do you need and under concepts you need to understand. Right. A lot of light switches just going off. Yeah, and I like to do that. I like (laughs) to really trigger
1: I uh, think another thing, um, other than Bill, is that every time it doesn't matter how many times I see, for example, Doctor Shellock or Doctor Canal um, Mm -hmm. or anyone else, even when we have our students in our classrooms, I always learn something. And a lot of the things that we speak on we're like, you know, we heard this from a technologist. heard from a technologist is there anything on you or in you and so we use that all the time and so i think that being um learning you know the knowledge sharing book is both ways right and so and
2: i think that's a that's a mistake that a lot of techs make i've had somebody one time tell me do you have for any advanced course i go well I know, it depends on what your definition of advanced course is. right um uh, and they said i said well no, I guess. she goes. Well, I don't. I know the basics. I'm thinking, you know, when you think you know something, you know, <laughs> that's really kind of a dangerous place. If right. you put yourself in a position where you, you basically, you're you're not learning. Right. Um, I saw somebody one time. Literally saw somebody at the end of a. Uh, it was a conference where they had a different code number for every speaker, right? And so at the end of the conference you'd go out, it's North, Northwest Imaging Forums, you'd go out and you'd hand them your your sheet so that's how they get your credits All right. and there was one of them that was blank and the guy that was running the Northwest Imaging Forums, Roger, Freemarket market time, said to this lady, he said, you were in there, you you, you left a number off and he said, you were in there and she goes, yeah, I just didn't write it down because I didn't learn anything. I'm thinking, How can you not
3: learn something from
2: somebody? I I don't get that. You know, I was like.
3: Well, sometimes you do have to hear it like a certain type of way. Because I'm that type of learner. Well, but I'm just saying there's always
2: something to pick up. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't want to wear that outfit
1: (laughs) ever in my entire life. or That's really bad lipstick color. You're going to learn
3: something. Something. Right, (laughs) Right, right, right.
0: Well, I guess that's another question we would ask is, what other profession besides what you're doing now would you see yourself in? You mentioned earlier, so you, you saw yourself growing up as being a magician.
2: Well, yeah. No, that was uh, – well, <laughs> and actually, quite honestly, uh, I did music for, for a long time. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I used to do uh, – back before I had to get a real job, and as I was in early days in X-Ray, so do uh do rhythm guitar, uh Five string banjo, and I actually worked with some guys doing some studio work. So there was a time that I thought, you know, I'd probably probably want to do that, but I'm actually turned out to be probably better at MR, obviously, than I am at music. So it's so <laughs> not bad. I don't suck, but it's going
3: to But kind of really similar, though. Yeah? Well, you Make know, Yeah, kind of you know,
2: bad
1: and sucking. He's, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> right. She's quick. Yeah, she's yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but no, I think, you know, that at one point in time, but quite honestly.
1: You're not going to know my answer.
2: Um, I think I would. <laughs> I think I might. Uh, attorney interests me. Oh, attorney. Well, well it not. sounds
0: like you have a lot of history with you know being in the court. It's,
2: well, I've done a few. I've done a few cases as an expert witness, and I find it fascinating. Right. It's not something I. It's not something I advertise or. Right pursue yeah. but you know uh, you don't a lose game. a lot of
3: arguments yeah. you're pretty good at winning arguments huh? I, there was there was a one i ahead. had
2: there was one case i had it was just <laughs> an absolute blast this this attorney was oh. I, it was just so much fun
1: you know rah.
2: when you know oh, that's awesome given the right time this one right. this one was really good it was really Enjoyable. I always anyway. think
1: there's three philosophies. I, you know, I like um, to understand um, business, science, and um, law. And so I would love oh, a law uh, degree. Right. And then you don't tell anybody. You walk in as a blonde into the room, <laughs> and you you tell them that you, you know, pick up trash at the stadium afterwards. And right. then you know who's totally full of junk right. and not telling you the truth <laughs> because you got more information in your brain but you don't tell them. right but can i tell you what i you do yeah. not you do not know the answer to this oh, okay you want to take a guess no okay
0: i want to take a guess but I, you he's, take, he's take undefeated a guess. well he said music um is it an art form of some sort no I'm, imagine you're artistic I was gonna say, I was gonna I say, was gonna fashion designer. Boy, oh, you missed that jelly bean jar. Dang <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Boom. laughs> it! Fashion sure designer. That. Um, actually, a meteorologist. Oh, really? oh I like that meteorologist. Well, you know how I like stars.
3: Yeah. Not, nice. He, yeah. he
1: knows I do have a fascination with that, but I don't think you ever knew that, and yeah. so that was something That's pretty cool. Well, you know, I thought it was. I, But then I found out how hard it was to get that degree and how smart you really have to be oh, to do it. Right. And I was like, no, I think I'll go to x-ray school. And, and <laughs> I actually
2: thought growing up I really was going to be a doctor. And then my mother told me you have to know Latin. This is back in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. So in junior high, I took Latin, first year Latin with Miss Pratt at Eastridge <laughs> Junior High School. I and and I had, to, and I had to cheat to get a D. And I was like, okay. <laughs> maybe a doctor isn't for me right.
1: <laughs> this is how we compliment each other and when i took latin i truly made a hundred i never missed a question oh, the entire time yet awesome. he had to you know and i had other classes where i had issues with
3: <laughs> right but he yeah. had
0: um,
3: so. i'm just joking so it's dynamic bill
0: yeah not- <laughs> yeah <laughs> right well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, appreciate thank you guys you. coming. Thank, thank you. Thank you for talking about yeah. ACR updates, 2020 changes. Like you said, it's been a while since they've had changes, so it's good that we covered that. Um, right. Before we end the episode, go ahead, Reggie.
3: No, I just wanted, Bill, just to give your website, just yeah. say your website one more time and some of the other stuff you have going on before we oh, go. Okay. Well, let me tell you,
0: I actually... Uh,
2: uh, yeah, plugging plug up the plug dates okay. that you have Chris okay. and you as well. Well oh, yeah, um, we
1: wrote it down together. So, okay. no, no. so uh, first of all, the website is wwwt Two S T A R Okay. Yeah,
2: you have to spell it out. In the back in the back in the uh, eighties well I guess it was early nineties actually when the internet started going and I first got that website right because it was harder to get websites back then you come up with a name and right. that was the only MRI kind of name I could come I up like with. T right? two stuff so I've had it since you know in the early nineties. And the, the group that was doing our internet stuff says, thought assumed I was an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, right? T huh? oh, two right? Terminator Yeah, right? and I was right. like going, huh? <laughs> um, some and my license plate says Tesla. Okay? Everyone I thinks I had Yeah, I've had that since 1986, okay? (laughs) So my license plate says Tesla, and I've had to be going down the road, and these skinheads ride by and go, Tesla,
1: nine on Nine (laughs) Inch Nails, and go... Yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. um, oh, he's got smooth jazz going every <laughs>
2: car. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so t starcom you can find any of the stuff that we've talked about. So, anything we're doing with Northwest Imaging Forums, yes. we've got video programs on there for CE credits through them. Uh, even have a, uh, I think it's a six-video uh, module MR Registry View, if somebody wants to do that, it's through Northwest Imaging Forums. MRI cast uh yeah, oh, yeah the, the mri cast uh the we've been doing a little uh, audio podcast right Probably not a, setup isn't any fancy as this but <laughs> we've been doing an audio podcast project and uh, they're called mri cast and you can find it as mricast.com and you can also find them on uh, Apple, Spotify, Spotify, and maybe on something else. But those are the only two I didn't right. know about. But I did
3: see it on Stitcher, too, which is a good one. I And I love their dynamic. They work really – as you can already tell from this video, they yeah. work really well together. Sure.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I I, I've Stitcher. never oh, okay. even – I'll have to uh, look into
2: well, yeah. that. So, anyway, we've been, we're have been we working on that project. Uh, and those uh, actually have CE credits with it so We have a vendor thanks. that sponsors uh, an educational grant for those. Thanks. And so uh, we get uh, CE credits. So we do anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes for CE credits. But it's audio. Um, And uh, we have MR registry reviews almost monthly. Uh, Typically don't do any in like January, December, you know, holiday, and maybe one during the summer vacation or something. Um, We do MRSO courses in Chattanooga at least four times a year. We oftentimes will do those uh, outside of Chattanooga for various groups. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when we go and do, for larger groups, when we've done site audits and the uh, safety you know, risk assessments, we'll also wind up doing a two-day MR Safety Officer course oh, for nice. their entire department. Oh, or awesome. in-person
1: level one and level two training. Yeah, and so. or all of it, oh, that's awesome. yeah.
2: So, and again, all our courses have the uh, option to attend, you know, via simulcast. and mentioned the videos and stuff like that and risk assessment. So that's basically,
1: yeah. sound busy. On the website, you know, they'll take you to applied radiology, they'll take you to Northwest MU form. Oh, so perfect. it's not yeah. like you have to like search it out yeah. beyond right. the website. So and
3: we've definitely put a T2 star link so you guys can get there from underneath the video for yeah, Thank oh, okay. you so much, Reggie. Well, no, no, it's
0: no, no. Yeah, we'll put links. Um, check out the podcast. Reggie and I have listened to it. It's awesome. That's we appreciate great. it. I listen to my commute to work every day. Yeah. Uh, so. Keep bringing those episodes yeah. out. Yeah, uh, thank sure. you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, subscribe to these guys. Subscribe to us. We're the MRI guys, Reggie and Robert, Robert and Reggie. We got <laughs> like Bill and thank you again for coming. Um, and I think that's it, <laughs> right? Zone 100%. Three Podcast. We're out. We're Appreciate right. it. Right. Thank, thank you. you.